Welcome back, guys, to the Seeking Truth podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode. Um, It's something that's really close to my heart, um, and I really hope that I can share some wisdom into someone's life today. So today's episode is all about codependency, what it is, how to overcome it, how to recognize it. I feel like codependency is a term that's really thrown around and not a lot of people know what it actually means um, and, you know, how to recognize whether we function out of codependency and how to recognize whether it's in our relationships, but also we don't really recognize what impact it has on our lives or on our relationships. So I really want to unpack all of that today to help shed some light, I guess, on this whole topic and how we can function out of a much healthier place relationally with each other. So codependency, what is codependency? So codependency is when you depend on something or someone else to do something for you that you feel you cannot do yourself and you're now depending on that other person or that thing to function because we feel, and it may not be the truth, but we feel that we can't function without that other person and that's where that dependency comes in and this doesn't have to be a romantic relationship I know a lot of people associate this term with romantic relationships but this can happen between parent and child this can happen between friends this could happen between a boss and an employee so now that we know what codependency is what what does it look like so the first thing that you can recognize almost the characteristics of codependent relationships the first characteristic is that you influence each other's emotions and mood. So your emotions and your mood are not entirely dependent upon yourself and what's happening for you in your life, but they're also dependent upon the other person and what their mood is and what's happening for them in their life. Um, And so your emotions are no longer just your own, but they're actually influenced by another person now. And so a real-life example of this for me was me with an ex-partner of mine where I could not be happy unless our relationship was going well. So I could be having a really great day. Everything could be going on track. Everything could be going really well. Um, But if our relationship was not going great, that would completely flip my whole mood and my whole day around. And like uh, everything could be going well and we'd have one fight over something petty and it could have even just been, you know, a misunderstanding, but I would feel like the whole world would shift and I would be in a bad mood for the rest of the day. You know, I would shut down. I would not want to talk to anyone. I would just wait for him to uh, fix it or, or apologize or make me feel better again. You know, my emotional state was dependent upon him and his actions. And so likewise, I could be having the worst day or he could have made me upset in some way and I would depend on him to elevate my mood or make me feel happier. And if he couldn't or if he didn't, I would then blame the fact that I had these negative emotions on him and on the fact that he wasn't able to cheer me up. And so it's this real like dependency that your emotional state um, and what you're feeling in that point is not influenced solely by you but it's actually influenced greatly by another person above and beyond what you know we experience normally in other relationships um, where 
someone can say something that makes you upset or, or someone can treat you poorly and that makes you upset. But this is different. This is like I actually cannot be happy without you being happy for me or I can't be happy while you're sad, you know. And so because of this uh, balance with your emotions, you can actually begin to feel responsible for keeping that other person happy. So you start to feel it's my responsibility to cheer them up. It's my responsibility to ensure that they never get sad, they never get angry with me or with someone else or with something else. I have to ensure that their life goes really well. You know, I have to, I have to cheer them up if they have a bad day at work, you know, and I, I feel this responsibility that I'm responsible now not only for my emotions and regulating my emotional state, but now I have to help co-regulate this other person as well and have to really assist them in their emotional state. And this could be either you putting those expectations on yourself or the other person putting those expectations on yourself to keep them happy, you know. And it doesn't have to be verbalized. It, It can just be this unspoken expectation that you each other have to try and cheer the other person up and that if you fail to do that or or if you're in a bad mood it's going to make them in a bad mood and that's your fault you know you're you're accountable for their feelings and you're accountable for making sure that they're always happy and what this looks like in in my relationship with my ex-partner is that if he had a bad day at work I felt like it was my responsibility to try and cheer him up. I would try my best to break him out of that mindset. And if I was unsuccessful, I would internalize that. I would blame myself that I wasn't good enough. I wasn't a good enough partner. I wasn't able to love him and support him enough. I wasn't able to make him happy. And this it would then flip that his bad mood would make me in a bad mood because it made me feel like I wasn't good enough for not being able to break that out of, uh, break him out of that. And that was stemming from, again, like I was saying, where I wasn't able to be happy unless our relationship was going well. And if he was obviously had a bad day, he would be in a bad mood and less likely or less able to um, show affection to me. And that would make me feel like our relationship was going badly. And then that would make me in a bad mood. So either way, Uh, If he was in a bad mood, I would become in a bad mood either because I wasn't able to cheer him up or because it was now impacting the quality of our relationship that day. And so you can see how my emotional state was very dependent upon how he was feeling rather than what was actually happening for me and my world. Um, And and we then can't live as, you know, individuals. We can't be who we are because who we are is, is dependent upon someone else. And I wasn't able to be who I was fully created to be. I wasn't able to act out what I wanted to act out or what I felt compelled to act out because I was letting his emotional state impact me and I was also feeling responsible for um, managing his emotional state. Um, But the thing that we don't realize is that we actually have no control over another person's emotions And so we are actually allowing something that we can't control influence us and allowing their emotions, which we have no control over, to impact us and our emotions. And I don't want to blame anyone if you are living this way and if you do recognize that you have a codependent relationship because I I was that person, you know. It's not my intention at all to blame anyone. I want to just shed light on this topic. I want to shed light on 
the behavior patterns that people in codependent relationships have established and settled into sometimes without even realizing and I want to encourage you and give you information about how you can be more healthy and function at a healthier level in your relationship because it actually benefits both people when you're not codependent because both people start to recognize that they're responsible for their own mood their own actions their own behaviors and when both people recognize that they start to feel more empowered that they can change things in their life that they're unhappy about Whereas if your emotions are constantly dependent upon your partner's emotions, you're constantly going to feel so out of control. And, and, you know, when you have a bad day, instead of looking at what's caused that, you're going to be like, well, it's their fault because, you know, they didn't cheer me up or it's their fault because they started a fight. It's their fault because I came home and, and they were being like grumpy and, you know, that just just like made a bad vibe and the room was a negative space and now I feel like a bad mood. You know, whatever excuse we want to make. Until we actually recognize that even with all this external stuff going on, I still have ultimate power and control over A, how I choose to see the situation and B, my emotional reaction to this situation. Um, and I have power and control over changing and choosing how I emotionally respond to things, whether that is what's happened in my day, whether that's how my partner is acting towards me, whether that is their mood, their state, something's gone wrong, whatever it is, you can change how you see and respond to that situation when you recognize that your emotions are your own and that you have power and control over them rather than allowing someone else to influence and dictate your emotional state. So that is the first characteristic of codependent relationship is that you influence each other's emotions and mood. The second characteristic is that your happiness depends upon the other person and how much love or attention that they're giving you in that moment. So classic codependent characteristic is that I can't be happy unless you love me. I don't know how to function unless you're showing me that love and that attention that I'm craving. Um, and it, it's coming from a place of not recognizing your worth and your value outside of that person. You're stuck in this belief that my only worth is in who you see me as and I'm only valuable when you see me as being valuable, which is a complete lie because your worth and your value doesn't change dependent on how someone else views you, you know? And if they're not giving you that attention that you're craving that day, it's not because that your worth has changed, but it's rather that person's perceptional focus has changed, you know, and maybe they're spending time um, focusing on the, themselves and pursuing their passions and their interests that day. And that doesn't mean that they care about you any less or that they love you any less. But when your worth and value is placed in the hands of another person and you're, you're dependent upon that other person to affirm you and to tell you that you're loved, you're worthy, you're good, you're valuable, you begin to shut down when that is not felt, when you feel like they're not showing you the level that you need and you get stuck in a cycle where you need more and more and more. So maybe they show you they love you today by doing this and then tomorrow if they do that, that doesn't feel like enough. You need you need something more and something more and something more and you, you depend so much upon this other person to really affirm you and give you your sense of, of worth. And so if, if they're spending time doing something else or talking to someone else, this makes you really sad or angry or upset because you don't know how to be happy without them. You don't know what to do during your time. You don't know where to get that sense of affirmation that you've done well at something. You just, you feel lost almost, you know. 
Uh, and you might find yourself doing things for them in the hope that they're going to return that. It becomes this conditional love of, you know, I'm, I'm going to love you because I'm trying to uh, make you love me back. I'm trying, I'm, I'm doing something nice for you because I want you to do something nice for me back. Um, and this can be subconsciously motivated. You don't even realize that that's the reason you're doing it, but you get stuck into this conditional love of expecting them to do something in return for you and then feeling angry or resentful when they don't. And you wonder why you feel so much pain when this other person isn't loving you the way back and you're like but I'm I'm being so loving and sacrificing towards them look at how well I'm treating them and you know all these things but you're actually sacrificing with an expectation and you're sacrificing wanting something in return which isn't actually sacrifice it's compromise but it's compromising without the other person being aware of what the end of the bargain is and so when this other person doesn't meet you halfway it can cause you to get really angry or upset or resentful because your happiness is depending upon them being able to love you in the way that you are needing love in that moment and that has not been communicated to them about what you're expecting but also you're putting unhealthy expectations upon that other person because they can only do so much and they can only love you so much and they can only spend so much time with you and when they're not meeting your expectations you internalize that as not being good enough, not being worthy enough and having that real lack of purpose and identity of, well, if they're not loving me, what else am I good for, you know? And I really feel like this is linked so much, again, to you influencing each other's emotions. So that whole my emotional state is linked to yours and I I don't know how to be happy if you're sad and that whole dynamic. But it's also linked to having no sort of identity or interest outside of the other person so that in those moments when they are pursuing other things or pursuing other visions you not having a clear sense of what you could do in that moment or your own journey or goals that you're pursuing so the third characteristic of a codependent relationship is having no interests outside of each other so if you're in a codependent relationship you need each other so much to be happy that you do not know who you are outside of each other your interests become each other's interests, your hobbies are my hobbies, your free time is my free time. We spend every second of every day together, we get really mad and angry at each other if we choose to do something that isn't together during our free time. And of course, like in healthy relationships, you're going to have special things that you like to do with this person. You're going to have similar interests or similar things you like to talk about and that is perfectly okay and perfectly healthy. But the line is crossed when your whole identity becomes so interwoven with this other person that you don't know who you are outside of them. You don't know how to spend time away from them and you don't enjoy spending time away from them either by yourself or with another person. You just don't enjoy it and you don't find it fun and you have no motivation to do that. And this is something that I had to really journey through myself after me and my ex broke up. The first Six months afterwards was a really big learning curve for me because I was one of those people who had allowed my identity to become us as a couple rather than us as two individuals. And things like, you know, my music tastes adapted to his music tastes. My interests adapted to his interests. I didn't know how to spend free time outside of him. I would literally sit at home doing the bare minimum, just waiting for him to come over I had no idea what I like to do for fun, you know. I didn't know how to spend my time. Even when we were together, I'm like, well, I'm happy that we're together, but I still, I don't know what to do together. Like, you know, what 
what do we have that's in common? What interests do we have in common? You know, we our identities were just so interwoven that we didn't know who we were outside of each other. And he was a lot better at this than I was. He definitely had interests um, outside of the relationship. But for me, my whole identity was us as a couple and feeling really sad and let down when I had to do things away from him. Like, oh, I want to go see this movie. He doesn't want to go see that movie that makes me really sad because now I can't go see the movie instead of being like, okay, let's find someone else who wants to see the movie with me. You know, it was it was more this I feel let down because I want to spend that time with you and you don't want to spend that time with me, you know, and that real expectation of or we should be interested in all the same things and have nothing outside of each other, you know, which is very unhealthy. <laughs> and, yeah, it was in those six months after we broke up that I really started to learn you know, who I was, what I liked to do, what I didn't like to do, and being okay with that, being okay to say to people, actually, I don't really feel like doing that and that's okay. We can still be friends and have different interests, whereas before I felt like, you know, if I if I had different interests, this person's going to like me less, they're going to spend less time with me and I don't want that. I want to spend as much time with them as I can and so I had to suppress the fact that I didn't like that because if I didn't go, then we'd spend less time together. So it was this catch-22 of like, either way, it's going to be something that I don't enjoy. (laughs) So I'm going to pick the better option of at least it'll be something I don't enjoy and be with you at the same time, which links very perfectly into characteristic number four, not being able to spend time away from the other person without feeling rejected or without feeling guilty if you're the one who is spending time away from your codependent partner. So, you know, one person feeling guilty for spending time away from the other because you know that it makes the other person upset and now you're feeling guilty for wanting to pursue your needs or interests outside of that person because you're knowing the impact that it's having on them and so you you stop doing that, you stop pursuing those interests and that's how you get so warped into only doing things and being interested in things that you can do together. So for classic example with me and my partner, both of us would get angry at the other person if either of us choose to spend our free time doing something else or seeing something else that didn't involve each other. But then we would get frustrated at, at them when we wanted to, you know, spend time away from them and and then getting them frustrated at us and we'd be like, oh, I'm, you know, I just want to spend time with my friends. You've been really unrealistic with your, you know, like I don't have to spend all my free time with you. But then, you know, if they if they did that to us, we're like, what are you doing picking them over me? You care about them? You know, so it's this. it was very hypocritical. There was zero boundaries in terms of like having space and identity outside of each other and what we were interested in outside of each other. We both of us expected that we could be our own individual, but the other person had to be completely conformed to us. And so that formed a really unhealthy dynamic, obviously, throughout the whole relationship where there was this constant push and pull of wanting to do things apart, but also feeling um, guilty or rejected if we, if we did do that. So, Now that we know the characteristics of codependent relationships, I'm sure some of you have been able to relate to something that I've said, whether that is uh, a relationship with a partner, whether that is a relationship with a parent or with an employer or a friend. How, How do we change it? How do we overcome these codependencies and how do we move out of that into healthy relationships where you're functioning as two individuals who care about each other but still able to spend time away from each other? So the first way of overcoming codependency is having knowledge of who you are as an individual, your likes, your dislikes, what makes you happy, what's your purpose in life. 
So I discovered um, after separating from my ex that I really love spending time alone with myself and just doing what I felt like doing in that moment. I realized that I was very spontaneous actually as a person, which is something that I couldn't be before because my partner was very non-spontaneous and hated spontaneity. And this is the thing, I'd, I'd known that about myself, but I'd suppressed it because every time in the past I had suggested something spontaneous, it was shut down. And so I'd actually learned to suppress that part of myself and it, it didn't actually feel like it was a big part of who I was anymore. It just felt like random thoughts that popped into my head every now and then. And it wasn't until I, I spent time growing and discovering myself again that I I found that I was actually very spontaneous and I, I loved being flexible in my day-to-day and it's actually a really big want for me. It's something that makes me really happy and I get really frustrated now when days are too structured, like if someone's like, okay, we need to catch this bus and we need to be there at this time and we're going to do this, this, this and we're going to come home, we're going to have this for dinner. I'm just like, uh, no, like I can't stand that. I hate things being too overly structured. I'm so much more just having a loose plan. Yep, I want to get there around this time. I might go here. I might go here. What do you feel like for dinner? I don't mind. And this is just one example of one trait that I've suppressed because I feel like every time I was that part of myself, it was viewed negatively or it was punished. And so I'd learnt to suppress that in order to keep the peace. And that's when codependency becomes so toxic because who you are actually then becomes warped away from who you truly are. Like who you are in that relationship is is a warped version of yourself because you are suppressing parts of yourself that are important. You're highlighting other parts. And who you are in that relationship is not actually who you truly are deep down. And it's not being true to your partner and it's not being true to yourself. And if you continue that, it's going to cause nothing but resentment and bitterness throughout the relationship which can be seen so much, but me and my ex would fight all the time over what seemed like little things. But I realized now it was because we were harboring that like resentment towards each other because both subconsciously, both of us recognized that I don't feel love for who I truly am. I only feel loved for this projection of myself or this version of myself that I'm showing you. And if I try and slightly change that or try and show another part of myself, you no longer feel the same about me and that impacts our relationship and and because I'm only happy when you're happy with me and I'm only happy when our relationship is going well I have to suppress that but I also resent you for it and you go through this battle of trying to keep who you were sacred if you if you do that you feel like you're actually losing and missing out on something because now that's causing conflict in your relationship and so you learn to suppress who you are and change who you are rather than keep who you are true at the core. So that is the first way to learn to overcome codependency is being true to who you are at the core and being true to your identity and knowing who you are and having those boundaries of almost like unashamedly yourself and finding people who love and accept you for the way you are rather than trying to find someone who loves this projectional version of yourself. You know, they love you for all that you are and all you encompass, rather than the parts of yourself that you're choosing to show them. So that's the first way that you can overcome codependency in a relationship. The second way is to acknowledge that you are not responsible for someone else's emotions or feelings, and you do not have to internalize their emotions. So Jesus shared the truth of God and shared his love and encouraged people to follow God, but he never forced them. 
you know, he left that responsibility with them. And so much of the time we try and make other people feel better because that will make us feel better, you know, like I made you feel better and that makes me feel more confident in our relationship and like now that you're in a better mood, like that makes me in a better mood. It's it's very self-serving love, like I'm making you better in order to get some sort of gain or I'm I'm trying to make you better to prove to myself that I can because I want to fix you and that makes me feel good. But it's not our responsibility to go through someone's soil and try and pull out all the poison. You know, that is between that person and God to toil the soil, to evaluate and replan if needed. And when you understand that, that person's emotions or happiness doesn't depend on you. Like that is the big game changer. They are responsible for how they live their life and where they plant themselves. And yes, we can water and fertilize them with love, but at the end of the day, we are not responsible for what they choose to do with that and and whether they choose to use that to grow them. And when we understand that, it actually helps as well when people try and judge us or criticize us um, because we're able to say like, yeah, I understand and respect your opinion, but I still know who I am in God and I'm not letting your opinion of me influence how I feel about myself or my worth. But also you're able to separate when someone's giving you judgment on your actions versus on who you are and able to separate those two a lot better. And so you're able to improve your actions without it affecting who you believe to be as a person. The last point on how we can overcome codependency is recognizing that spending time with other people or doing things that you love doesn't mean that you love each other any less or that you're rejecting each other and that it's healthy to have interests and likes outside of each other. You know, we are all created as individuals. We're all created with our own unique hobbies, our own unique interests, our own unique purposes in life, and we need to individually be able to pursue that outside of another person. You know, you need to know who you are outside of everyone except for God, and you need to know who you were created to be and what you love to do and how you like to spend your time. And you need to ask yourself, really, is this other person pulling you away from your purpose or is this other person encouraging you to pursue your visions and your dreams? Because at the end of the day, that is who you were created to be. And if you're in a codependent relationship, so often you suppress or pull away from what you were created to do in order to keep the relationship going. I'm not going to say functional. It's not functional to keep the relationship going. But that is not healthy. We need to find people who are compatible with who we are truly deep down and find those people who really encourage us and support us to be chasing the visions and dreams God's put on our heart. And likewise, you need to be allowing the other person to spend time pursuing their interests and um, seeing other people outside of you and for them to be healthy. You know, you need to understand that you, you don't have to be the only person in their life that that doesn't change how much they love or care about you any less. You know, it may, they may not even be giving you less attention because they value you less. They could just be focusing on themselves and their personal growth and their personal journey in that time. And it doesn't mean they don't care about you, but it does mean that you're not the only thing in their life and that's okay. We should never, ever expect to be the only thing in someone's life and we should never expect someone to place us above God's will. And if God is encouraging them to grow and change or to invest into something during that time, we have to respect that Um, because we need to be looking to God for our own purposes and our own identities and working on those things at the same time. You know, that your purpose and identity shouldn't be what the other person's purpose and identity is. 
It should be two people with two separate purposes and identities coming together, loving and supporting each other and working side by side together. And so it's, it becomes really unhealthy when you get upset or get frustrated when one of you is spending time with other people or pursuing interests outside of each other. Um, because it doesn't mean that they love you any less, but it actually means that you have healthy boundaries around who you are and what you're called to do. And this, this can also come through, you know, being friends with someone and, and having different interests and actually being honest and saying like, you know, actually, I don't really enjoy that or I don't like spending time doing that and being okay with the fact that you don't have to do everything together. You know, you can be honest about, I'm really happy for you that you enjoy that. I'm going to allow you to spend time doing that, but that's something that I'm not really passionate about. I'm not going to join you. Obviously it's important to see if something is really important for someone and, you know, to go and support them, but you're not doing that because you're expecting something in return or expecting them to do that to you in return. You're doing that out of love for the other person because you care about them. That's the difference because if you're doing that out of something that you're expecting in return, that's when it becomes conditional love again. And that's when that codependency comes in of, I did this thing for you and you didn't do that for me. Um, and now my interests and emotions are being influenced by you because I don't want to do things outside of you and you're making me really upset because you didn't you didn't support me in that so I hope that this podcast was helpful I know that's a lot of information to take in but this is something that I feel really passionate about talking to you guys and and sharing with you guys because it is something that I have lived through myself and I would like to say fully overcome I don't think I'm yet there yet but it is something that I have grown a lot in and able to recognize at least all the different ways that codependency works and how it can influence um, a relationship. So I encourage you today to try and recognize elements of relationships that are codependent and work on moving those out of that codependency into a more healthy um, level of boundaries between you two and recognizing that who you are as individuals doesn't have to be so enveloped in each other that you don't know who you are outside of each other. So thank you again for listening to this podcast. I hope you join us for the next one um, and have a good day.